Hello and welcome back to Rambling with Rosie. I'm Rosie and I am so unbelievably happy that you're here spending some of your day with me. I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Um, it's sunny today finally and I'm buzzing. Although I'm sat in my dressing gown and my joggers, it's a Friday so I'm feeling good. Um, I'm actually later on going to meet a friend that I have never met before. We've only spoken on Instagram and we're going to go for lunch, which is going to be fun. She's a creative. She's a photographer too. So I'm very excited about that. Something that I don't normally do. So different for me. I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone, um, which I advise you to do every now and then. And I feel like I'm going to end up talking about that a little bit more in today's episode, which I'm so excited to talk about. Um, I love talking about inspiration and like creativity and stuff like that which is literally what this whole podcast is so I'm I'm like buzzing to talk about it because one of my top asked questions at the moment is like where do you find inspiration and I find that it's a very common question and I've been asked it literally the whole time I've had Rambo's photos and my photography Instagram and sort of my creative business so I I'm really excited to like dive into this and I've done a little bit of research that might back up what I'm like what I was going to share anyway so I'm really excited about that but before we get into it I'm going to do this little reset scheme that we started doing because it just feels good and I've had some really good feedback on it so wherever you are whether you're busy whether you're doing something I don't know what you're up to if you're walking take a deep breath just take a deep breath take another one. If that felt good, take another one. The deepest breath you've taken all day because I guarantee it will feel good and your nervous system will thank you. Um, Now I want to ask you, what is something that you are proud of at the moment? Are you proud of yourself for something? Um, Something you've achieved? Something you're about to do? Um, A mindset shift that you've had recently? Something that you're proud of? And what is something that you are working towards or you're excited to work towards? Um, And how does that make you feel? Okay, right, let's get into it. I feel like thinking about those questions is fun. And it like, whenever I try and tune into things like that, it makes me feel really good to like, I don't know, set aside some time to think about it. Sometimes when I'm journaling and I can't think of anything else to think about, I'll just write about that. And it feels like a form of um, manifestation. That reminds me, I also wanted to introduce something into the podcast, which is um, like what I'm reading at the moment, because I I am loving reading at the moment. And I used to only read um, nonfiction, right? That's like not story books. That's like information books, nonfiction. Um, that's all I used to read, like self-help books, that kind of thing. And I used to love them, but sometimes too much information is too much information. And I would just feel a bit like, because obviously there's so much advice coming from loads of different directions and if you're listening to like podcasts as well on the on similar topics you're just sort of bombarded with contradicting information sometimes um so it got a little bit too much and now I sort of integrate them in between my fiction reads um and I love my fiction reads but at the moment I'm reading two books simultaneously which sounds crazy but they're both very different so it doesn't really matter one's fiction one's non-fiction so the fiction book I'm reading is The Glass House I actually don't know the author that's terrible um it's quite a popular book but it's taking me ages to read basically I started reading it before Maxwell's birthday and I had so much to do for that like I did all these um photo books for him I posted a TikTok about it so if you saw that then you know that took me like 50 hours of my time so I didn't really have much time to read um 
So I've kind of fallen off of that book, but I've recently picked up one that my friend Ryan, who has an Instagram, I think it's Ryan the Creative, his Instagram, but I will put it in the caption in case I've just fluffed that up. Um, but yeah, he um, recommended the book Manifestation or Manifest to me, which again, I'll put all the details in the description. I am absolutely loving. Um, I used to like read about manifestation and now I'm a bit like, I kind of went off it a little bit, but I just, I love the idea of it and I love what it stands for. So I think even if you don't fully commit to the manifestation, you don't fully go into it and light candles and all that kind of jazz, it's still a really nice message that you get from manifestation, but I am like fully in it. Like I'm ready to light a candle. But yeah, I feel like there's different levels and you don't have to like dive in to enjoy the book. It's just a really cool book. So they're my two reads at the moment. Loving them both. I just really need to get back into The Glass House because it was a good book. I just have never got into it. Anyway, uh, that's what I'm reading. That's what I'm up to. <laughs> You've got the full update. Now let's get into the episode. So I think when it comes to inspiration and where to find it it's not just as simple as like where to look for it like obviously there's the obvious places like Pinterest and Instagram and books and like you know the classic places that people would say that they go for inspiration um I think it comes down to a lot more than that and it comes down to sort of like your emotions and your creativity and how you feel as a person and who you are as a person and how you function um, so people aren't going to find inspiration in the same places as others. It entirely depends on who you are and how you create and how your brain works, which is why I wanted to do a lot more research into this episode, because I wanted to offer you actual backed up knowledge um, and information that I feel like could help a broader range of people rather than me speaking from my own experience with creativity and like inspiration because you know that's my like personal experience and it's not it might not resonate with everyone Um, but obviously I'll share what helps with me too just so you have a bit of everything. So the first thing that I find really interesting or that I've kind of noticed myself is that when you tune into your creativity or if you are like a naturally creative person Um, I always find that creatives seem to be more emotional, which may be my own opinion, but I don't feel like it's an unpopular opinion or an unpopular finding. Um, And I think it's because creatives are hyper aware. And when someone asks me where I find my inspiration, the only thing that I sort of have to offer straight up when I first think about it is the fact that I'm always looking for inspiration. Um, And I know that that's not a natural state for a lot of people, which is why I sort of did a lot of research on this. But I do genuinely think that if you are someone that is naturally creative and your brain's sort of always ticking and looking for inspiration, that you're that you're a lot more emotional. Um, and sometimes that's really good for creating. And I actually think that being an emotive person means that you express more and means that people might resonate with it more or relate to it more. Um, I don't know. Or maybe it's because you're focused on something that is like not fixed because I feel like sometimes if you're creative you focus on so many different things that things are constantly changing and you notice that more which initiates uncomfortable feelings I don't know there could be so many different things that that make creatives more emotional or more like hyper emotive (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense maybe you're like no I've never noticed that but I always find especially when I'm in a creative mood that I get moved more by um different art and it like affects me more when I'm in a creative zone 
Um, and I also find that I am a, a lot more emotional than some of the people around me that aren't as creative, that are more um, logical and logistical. Yeah, I feel like I have more emotions than them or I get more excited about certain things or I get sadder about certain things. Like I cry at most films, you know? After Paddington, by the way, I sobbed for about half an hour, but not just like sobbing where there's tears going down your cheeks, like ugly sobbing where your face scrunches up and I think it's because I feel like I've said this before I don't know but it's just it's so funny to me because Paddington isn't that emotional this is the first film as well I think it's because Paddington reminds me of my dog so <laughs> so it like proper got to me but yeah this is what I mean but I'm just like emotional about things and I'll get really passionate about things and I think it's because um I have like a lot of creativity in me and I'm quite a creative person um so I think if you are a creative person that's kind of built into you, then utilize it. Um, don't put yourself down about it. Like if you feel emotions, feel those emotions because they're useful and they're, they're really handy to have and there's a reason you have them. Um, and I think it's really cool. That was just kind of my, um, something I've noticed. I also think if you are someone that is constantly looking for creativity and someone that is uh, constantly like searching and scouring the world for inspiration you notice a lot more which may also lead to being more emotional so say you're I don't know I feel like you notice more things if you're like hyper aware and you're intaking more information and you're noticing more things there are more things that are going to affect you not just positively but negatively so I think in the end it balances out which is why it's not as noticeable on the surface when someone's a creative and someone's not because there's so much balance there there's just more going on I think in a creative mind at one time than a logical mind for example depending on what they're doing obviously if you know we're doing a maths test then a logical mind might be going faster but in like everyday situations I think from my perspective in my opinion that there is a lot more going on in the brain of a creative than the brain of someone that is less creative that's just like sort of my perception and something that I've kind of picked up and noticed um and I find it really interesting I find it really cool and I feel like it kind of links to the research that I'm going to sort of dive into in a second when I stop waffling um which is about the brain okay so the brain there's a theory that the left and the right side of the brain have different, what's the word? Like have different responsibilities. That's the word. And the left brain is kind of known as the logistical side of the brain. And the right brain is known as the kind of creative side of the brain. So if you ask me which side of my brain I use more, it's definitely the right because I don't always think logically and I'm constantly looking for like creativity and fun things to do. And I also think that if you are naturally someone that enjoys using the right side of your brain and you find that one day maybe you use the left brain a lot, it can leave you feeling quite uninspired. And I find this sometimes when I hang out with people that are clearly left brain people um, or people that, you know, aren't in the creative space or or if I'm just hanging out with people and, and they're not um, interested in the same things I am and they don't want to talk about the same things I am, which obviously happens in life. Um, but I do find that I might come away from a, a conversation or a situation with people sometimes and the feeling like the best way to describe the feeling that I have is uninspired. So that's why I find this kind of research so interesting because it might not be, I don't know if it's like backed up and completely like scientifically right, but I think it 
especially from a creative brain. For me, it's such a fun way to visualize it. Um, so if I, yeah, come away from a situation where I've used my left brain a lot more in order to sort of like get on in the conversation or to um, thrive in a situation, I feel a lot more unfulfilled and uninspired than if I was in a creative situation or hanging out with someone that's creative and uses their right brain. I, I hope that makes sense. Okay, so a few things, this is from the Healthline website that I'm about to share with you. Um, a few things that they say like are left brain is it attributes like left brain features are the fact that they think in words whereas the right brain thinks in feelings and sort of visualization so it's a lot more visual um the left brain kind of has linear thoughts whereas the right brain will go off intuition which obviously means it's a lot less linear um left brain kind of thinks in sequences maths logistics logic same thing right Um, and it's quite analytical and methodical whereas the right brain might go more off imagination sort of rhythm art daydream a lot they're quite like creative and artistic so you kind of get the gist for the left brain and the right brain Um, but I think no one is going to use just one side of their brain Um, although actually this isn't something that I had written down but I remember reading something a while ago about a woman that had I can't remember if it was a stroke or if she'd um, hurt her head or something but she damaged one side of her brain and she'd like kind of lost the I think it was the left the left brain Um, and she would only think she could only think sort of you know with the way the right brain would which was creative um, full of imagination full of color like constantly imagining things and creating and she was so happy Um, and I just remember reading this and it it interested me so much I don't have like any sources or uh, like I don't know where I read that if you can find it then let me know because I'd love to read it again but yeah it was just a story about a woman that lost the function of the left brain and she was so happy and she was like yeah I don't know so I don't know if that's because she was being creative or if it was because she was naturally a creative person so because she was constantly being creative it made her happy goodness knows but I just think that's really interesting Um, but I do believe that both brains would work together because obviously you've got to have logistics and sequence and and habits and sort of routine in your life otherwise you're not going to go anywhere Um, But I also think that creativity and fun and imagination and art are so important and more important, I think, than the world kind of paints them to be. I actually think the world is kind of coming to um, a realization that creativity is is important, is probably just as important, if not more than like logical thinking. And I don't know. I don't know if that's fair. I feel like you've got to have a bit of both in your life but I just I just really do think that creativity is so important and I think the world's coming to that conclusion too but one thing that I do think is that two sides of the brain work together so for example if you learn a language they say that learning a language you use the left brain to learn a language and it you know because it's like logical and and you know it's like learning something new (laughs) to know what I'm trying to say I'm like completely rambling but the left brain is what you would use to you know learn and remember a language whereas the right brain is the thing that would give what you're hearing or what you're saying context and tone so how you receive it is you know sort of controlled by the right brain and that's just one example I think there are so many examples in which the left brain and the right brain work together 
So if you go into say my sort of everyday life and job, yes, the majority of it is creating, like recording this podcast, doing the research for that. That was sort of creative for me. Um, Photo shoots, making videos, that kind of thing. That's all the creative stuff. And then I do have to have logical stuff. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it for a job. So I've got to be able to do the maths and the finances and, and the work out my time frames, you know, like I've got to be logical about how I'm going to do it. Um, but also creative with how I'm going to do it. So I use both sides obviously in my everyday life. And I used to absolutely love maths before it became like waffly in A-level, but like when it was, you know, normal maths, loved it. So I do use that a lot as well. But I think what I'm trying to get at is that your whole brain is important and it's so interesting and like being able to visualize the two sides of it. I just, I just love that. So that's sort of a backup or a background information that I've given you. Um, But there were so many tips on this website about the left brain and right brain, about brain health and like the importance of fueling your brain in order to be able to do this. And it had never occurred to me that, I mean, it might have occurred to me, but it just doesn't come to mind. When I think of inspiration and creativity, I don't think about sort of the how my brain's doing and how that impacts how creative and inspired I am. I always put it on something external. Whereas I think this sort of researching loophole that I went down was eye-opening because I realized that actually it's what's inside and what is happening in my brain that is gonna mean I'm inspired or uninspired or feeling creative or emotional or you know like it's what's going on in my brain and how my brain health is and and things like that so the article kind of went into brain health and I think that my tips for inspiration are sort of a link between keeping your brain healthy and keeping it thriving as well as sort of general tips for inspiration I think the two go side by side and I never would have said that before and I find it a really interesting concept so when I give you my tips for inspiration which is what this episode is for obviously with a lot of background (laughs) background information that I hope you find useful too um but I it's kind of for inspiration and for keeping your brain alive which now I realize go side by side so the first thing was or is to never stop learning. Always seek new knowledge. Always exercise your brain by putting new information in there about things that you are interested in or things you wanna know more about. Maybe it's a new hobby. Um, Just anything, like listening to this podcast, you're exercising your brain because I'm saying stuff to you and you're kind of processing it and working out whether you wanna take it in or whether you're not interested in that or whether you find that really interesting that's your brain being exercised and it's so good for it. So keep taking in information, keep learning new things. Um, And I think that that will really help with inspiration as well, because obviously a lot of stuff you create is sort of nitpicked from lots of things that you know, or I find that anyway for myself. A lot of stuff that I create might be a reimagined version of something I did two years ago and now I'm applying new things that I've learned to it and it comes out completely differently so keep learning new things keep taking in new knowledge and learn new hobbies which is a whole new aspect of it because that is a huge part of your brain like learning something new and making it remember it which links to memory games as well that's another tip 
Um, not like memory games, you know, like board games. I hate board games, fun fact. Like I hate them. Card games, I can bear, but board games, I hate them. I don't know why, but apparently they're good for your brain. Um, so bear them if you can. <laughs> but like puzzles and stuff or, you know, just stuff that tests your brain. Like do stuff that tests your brain and keeps your memory going and, and things like that. Um, read and write is another thing that is good for like exercising your brain. These are all things to sort of exercise your brain. I'm also gonna get onto like other things for inspiration, but it's just so good to grow your brain. Like think of it like a muscle um, that if you don't use in ways that you want to use it, then it's just gonna sort of, it's just gonna sort of fade away. Like it's not gonna work properly in those areas. So when you're trying to force it to look for inspiration, but you've not tested it or pushed it or trained it, it's not going to be able to do that as efficiently as you would hope that it would. Another thing um, is that your diet apparently plays a massive role in the sort of health of your brain. I'm not going to dive that far into this. One, because I'm not a nutritionist and two, because I mean, I feel like it's a given. You like what you put into your brain and what you kind of fuel your brain and your body with is going to affect the way that it works. So if you go for a nutrient dense intake then your outgoings are going to be nutrient dense and colorful and bright and full of life um and hydration obviously you know that your brain works better when you hydrate it and when you sleep properly okay enough of the science talk now it's like inspiration tips but also things to do with your brain because the two go together one is do not be afraid to daydream like, please never try and shut down daydreaming. If anything, lean into it. Daydreaming and procrastination, I feel like are two different things. If you're procrastinating and filling your brain and your space and your mind with things that are unproductive and you're just doing them instead of doing something else, don't do that. Try and shut that down. But daydreaming, I think, runs along the same kind of line as like meditation, as taking deep breaths as even sleep maybe because it's just a space for your brain to sort of let out what's in it um, and I've come up with some of my best ideas daydreaming you know when people say that when they're in the shower they get some of their best ideas I feel like that's the, the same thing as daydreaming because you're not actively trying to think of something specific you're just letting your mind wander and it's not something you can do voluntarily I don't think I couldn't daydream voluntarily if I tried but sometimes I'll catch myself daydreaming and every now and then I'll be able to say, oh, I'm daydreaming. Like, let me stay here and let me tune into it. Same way, like when you're half asleep and you're having a dream and you kind of are aware that you're dreaming, but you don't want to leave it. I don't know if anyone else does that, but sometimes you can just sit in your dream and enjoy what's happening in it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I've never asked anyone, so I could have just completely embarrassed myself. But if you've had that, then you know what I mean. And do that with daydreaming too. Um, hang out with other creatives that is a way that I end up feeling so inspired like I was saying earlier when I talk to people that are the opposite of creative and very logistical and very um just don't think the same way I do you notice it so obviously then hanging out with creative people and people that thrive in daydreaming and inspiration and and just waffling and like coming up with scenarios and crazy ideas. I come away feeling so inspired from conversations with people like that, which is why I'm so excited about my coffee later with um, this new friend that I'm meeting. I'm like really excited about it because I know she's a creative. So it would just be, I always come away from those kind of situations feeling inspired. So yeah, try and surround yourself with people that are creative. 
Um, another thing is keep a notebook. And I feel like I should have said this after daydreaming because when things come into your head, if you're anything like me as a creative or if you're trying to tune into this side, thoughts are gonna fly through your head like nothing. They're just gonna come and they're gonna go and you you won't remember them because the logical side is not working. Like we're just creative. We're just sort of spiraling, taking in information, jumbling it up in our brain and having fun with it. So keep a notebook. Let that be the logical side of your brain working while you're in a creative mood. Just keep a little, like it doesn't have to be a physical notebook, just like in your notes maybe. When you have an idea or a word even or an or a, something that's inspired you, write it down because you will not remember it. You might think you will, but you won't. And it is so annoying. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Another thing I find that helps with my inspiration is asking questions. And normally the question is why? Ask why? Just with anything. You know, if you see a film poster or if you see a wall hanging, ask yourself why that why did that person think to not put the picture in the middle of the wall? Or why have they chosen that color frame with that image and it just like it it opens up a space in your brain and makes you feel like you're kind of entering maybe another level of the world when you're asking why these things are the way they are and I just think it's really really interesting it depends what you're obviously questioning why um, as to how deep into another world you go (laughs) or how far into another daydream but I just think that asking questions or even like if you're with someone ask them about what they've just said and you end up with an answer that you may have not have expected and I just think that opens up a whole new way of thinking and a whole new thought process um to you and you're sort of exposed to a whole new level of questioning or or a whole new level of the situation you're in and I think that's so interesting so always ask why or how or you know like what made you do that or what made that person think to do that um yeah that's like another thing for me just in every area like it doesn't have to be like an art gallery you know like it could be like the park why did that tree grow there and then think about it come up with a whole scenario in your head love it it's so it's such a fun way to be creative if you're ever feeling uninspired um my last sort of brain inspiration tip is to push yourself out of your comfort zone and find things that make you feel uncomfortable and go towards them. There was a, I watched a TikTok the other day and a guy was talking about, okay, I'm going to tell you how the best, the best way to, I butchered that so bad. He said, okay, I'm going to tell you the best way to make a decision and the quickest way to do it. Um, And he said, line up all of your options and all of the outcomes and look at the one that makes you feel most uncomfortable and do that. And although I think it's kind of rogue advice and maybe not the best advice all the time, most of the time leaning into something that is on your mind like on the forefront of your mind but you're not quite doing it because it makes you feel slightly uncomfortable push towards it like please go for it because there's a reason your brain is holding on to it even though it's uncomfortable so head towards it head first um, and try it out so that's sort of all of my like inspiration brain linked tips as far as like where inspiration comes for me um obviously all of those things I try and implement them as much as possible and they help with my sort of creativity and my inspiration and heightened emotions which is amazing um but I my like straight up answer is that I look for inspiration everywhere and that could literally be anything like it could be something someone says to me it could be 
a song, a film, a piece of art, furniture, clothing, a color, um, a situation, a feeling, anything. So what I'm saying to you is do all of these things to exercise your brain and bring your brain into a state that is constantly spinning and looking for creativity and and inspiration and feeling Um, and then look for inspiration wherever and whenever you can and it sounds exhausting like I can imagine to someone that isn't creative it sounds like it's exhausting to be in a creative's mind Um, but I think when you're in it it's so enjoyable and it's so fun Um, so you know thrive on it and have fun with it, and enjoy it, because creativity, and having inspiration, like having the feeling of inspired, is such an incredible feeling, and I, I hope everyone feels that in their life, because it's up there with the top, Um, so yeah, I hope those tips help you get there, I hope you're feeling a little bit inspired, and that you find something from this episode to kind of implement, to help you feel a little bit more creative, and a little bit more inspired, Um, I know that when I listen to episodes of this kind of nature, I always come away feeling like, yeah, right, I'm going to do that, please make sure you do, like maybe even write down two or three things from this episode that you feel like, okay, that sounds like it's going to help me, or I want to give that a try, I'm going to write it down, and then hold myself accountable, and make sure I do it, because it'll be worth it, I promise, anyway, I'm going to let you go, Thank you so much for listening for, to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you did, don't forget to interact, follow, subscribe, um, follow the Rambling with Rosie pod Instagram and come and have a chat on there. I would love to chat uh, and I will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>